Hey, it's Maller here. It's bracket season, and you can pre-register now for the Fox Sports Radio Bracket Challenge at foxsportsradio.com. Get details, rules, and pre-register today so you can easily create your winning bracket when it's live on March 17th. Once you fill out your bracket, you'll be entered for a chance to win the ultimate college sports trip for you and a friend, including travel and stays at any graduate hotel's Location sponsored by Tractor Supply and Graduate Hotels, where college fans stay. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. Anyone can just start screaming about microchips and Jewish space lasers, but it's our mission to remove the bull and get down to what's real. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Kaboom! If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough, think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic, a sole bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse. Wow. The clearinghouse of hot takes break free for something special. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller starts right now. A firecracker hot edition of the fifth hour with Ben Maller. We are in the air everywhere. The vast power of the iHeart Podcast Network because four hours are not enough on the overnight show. And we're doing this eight days a week. And yet again, we are joined by David Gascon. He was riding shotgun in this operation, and he is with me. And this is Gascon. I'm excited about this. I'm looking forward to talking to our I don't know if we call him a guest or a friend hanging out with us, but uh, I will put the caveat here. I have to put these caveats, the disclaimer <laughs> yeah. at the beginning. Uh, if you are easily triggered by political content and uh, polarizing issues, this is not the podcast for you. Surgeon General's warning. You should have already known that by already downloading the podcast, but uh, <clears throat> we are going to chat here in a couple minutes with Dave Rubin, who has been a, 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 a successful, he's got a huge following on social media. He is a contributor. He pops up on uh, Fox News and elsewhere. He's a political pundit. Uh, he's, he's got some interesting opinions on everything, and I, I think he's the perfect guy to have on, uh, Gascon, because everything has been intertwined now in sports and politics. The sports leagues are on board yeah. with politics. Whether we like it or not, they have embraced this. And uh, so I, I figure we, we, we should have Dave on here, not you, Dave Gascon, but the other Dave, uh, to you know, get some perspective from someone that's in the mud, in the political mud, and deals with this stuff every single day, every minute of every day. And the nice thing is, is that you know he's a New Yorker, so he's got a great perspective, East Coast, West Coast, uh, and everything in between. So this will be a lot of fun. I'm excited about it. 
Yeah, absolutely. And he's got a book out uh, that we will talk about. We'll ask him about the book here at some point. It's Don't Burn This Book, uh, written by Dave Rubin, uh, the, the man that will be on here. He's also available on Twitter. You can follow him. If you probably already do follow him. Uh, Rubin Report. That's R-U-B-I-N, uh, Rubin Report. Uh, he's on there. We're on Twitter as well. We don't have as many followers, though, as, as he does. Uh, ben Maller, at Ben Maller. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. Gascon, you're on there as well. Yeah, on Twitter, at David J. Gascon. All right, so without further ado here, let's welcome in uh, the man who will be hanging out with us for uh, hopefully a, a good amount of time. We'll see how long we go with him. Uh, Dave Rubin, uh, who joins us. And Dave, uh, welcome in. I this is supposedly kind of a sports podcast, so why don't we start with that? And uh, you're, you're, you have a background as a sports fan, so what teams did you like growing up? Give me a little uh, history on Dave Rubin, the sports fan. Oh, yeah. Well, I was a huge Yankees fan. Baseball was, was my first love. So, you know, the Yankees were, were had some pretty terrible teams when I was growing up. I was born in 76, so those, you know, 80s Yankees teams – they had Mattingly and, and nobody else basically for a long time. And then by the time I was in college, uh, I think 94, the Yanks won the World Series. And then obviously pretty great since then. But basketball is really my, my true sport, although in a, in a crazy way, I turned out to be a, a Portland Trailblazer fan because I, I saw Clyde Drexler playing. I think this was the, the 89 or 90 playoffs. It was the first time I ever watched basketball. And I saw this guy dribbling with his head down. It looked like he was barely paying attention. And he had like 40 points and 12 rebounds and eight assists. And I just loved how cool and calm, no showboating. And, uh, and actually, we, we text every now and again now. So, uh, it, you know, it's kind of cool when you get to connect with some of your heroes from your childhood. That's pretty cool, yeah. And I guess so. We're around the same age, Dave. So that's like the Stump Merrill Yankees of the '90s, right? When he was, the oh manager. yeah, yeah, they were uh, they were pretty terrible. So uh, I wanted to have you on. I, I, I love your stuff, and and there's so much going on right now in in sports that are political. Like, uh, and I do an overnight sports radio show, and very rarely, obviously, we haven't had sports since March, team sports, but it's all been politicized here, and. Uh, why is this taking place? What What is your theory on why this is now this is now hip? Yeah, well, first off, I would say it's it's really deeply dangerous. The fact that politics has leaked into everything. I mean, every corner of our society, you know, sports, media, every Netflix show you open, Apple TV, and there's a political message. Um, the fact that that politics and the sort of day-to-day machination of what's happening in Washington, D.C., and this culture war has, has steeped into everything else is very dangerous because, you know, a healthy society, we need escapes. There, there's a reason people love sports. You may love sports because you love playing sports and you love the, the competition and you love getting out there and sweating and, and all of that stuff. But the other reason we love watching sports uh, is because it's an escape. You know, even now, when I do cardio, I, I've got a cardio machine in my office, and when I do cardio, I watch old NBA games. That's what I watch. I watch late 80s, early 90s, you know, Bulls championship years, um, NBA games. I've, I've been in the midst of watching the entire 1995 season right now. I'm just picking old games that I know are great, and I watch. And what happens is my brain is allowed to escape the day-to-day craziness. 
And the fact that now, you know, the NBA is going to come back and it's going to say Black Lives Matter on the court and some of the players are going to have social justice messages on their jerseys and the rest of it, it's really dangerous because if a society that can never escape politics, I think, is a very unhealthy society. And it's really disappointing what's happening with the NBA right now. And I saw even, uh, I guess it's outside, was it outside Fenway Park now? They're going to have a big Black Lives Matter uh, uh, banner or something. And it doesn't really matter what you feel, whether you believe in the Black Lives Movement, uh, Black Lives Matter movement, or you don't believe in it, or you don't like the messaging, or you do like the messaging. It's more the broader point that we need moments to escape. We need sports to escape. We need art. We need music to escape. But if all of our music's going to be about this and all of our sports are going to be about it, man, we're going to be at each other's throats 24 hours a day. I, you know, I've been ringing the alarm on this thing for a couple of years, and here it is. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, I, and you look at, I've worked in the sports world for a long time and, and talked to a lot of these guys, but the popular TV trope is that you got the dumb jock, right? And all this. And, and now we're supposed to believe that these guys are on top of everything, Dave, that they, uh, they are on the pulse of society and we're supposed to listen to them and they have so much influence. Do they, you think they have as much influence as they think they do? Uh, you know, it's hard to say. I, I think that especially young people can be influenced. But, you know, I remember around 92 Dream Team time when Barkley was outspoken about everything. And he used to say, I'm not a role model. And I remember as a kid, I was about 16 years old or so. And it didn't really make sense to me because it was like, what do you mean? Like, you guys are all my heroes. I, I love all you guys. You know, everybody on that team. How could you not be a role model? But in a certain sense, he actually was telling the truth. And by the way, Barkley, even in the last week, he's been speaking up about some of this stuff. And as always, he's pretty on point. I mean, Barkley, Barkley really does seem to get it. Um, I, it's not even a specific matter of whether some of the athletes have more insight into it or not. I don't mind people speaking up. You know, I'm a, I'm a free speech guy. But it's more the broader point. It's that if we, if you show up to an NBA game and they got Black Lives Matter on the court and you got Social Justice Warrior this on his jersey and the other one on this jersey, that basketball will become secondary. And as I said, sports are the great escape. So it's like, and well, the other and the other bigger issue I think is that once this this social justice virus, and that is what I call it, it is a virus. A virus is very easy to catch and very hard to get rid of, right? We're dealing with a pandemic right now. Coronavirus is very easy to catch and hard to get rid of. That's why we're taking these precautions. Once this thing gets into any system, so right now it seemingly has infected the NBA. It seemingly has affected the NFL. I mean, the NFL is saying they're going to play the Black National Anthem. No, nobody heard of a Black National Anthem two weeks ago. And putting that aside, whether there was some underground Black National Anthem, we have one national anthem. It's the American national anthem. That's what we stand for. You're not forced to stand if you don't want, but most people do at games. And that's what brings us together. That, that's what causes national cohesion. But now we're going to have a black national anthem and an American national anthem. How does that make sense? Are we going to have an Asian uh, national anthem, a white national anthem? I mean, this is dangerous stuff. But once you go down this road, uh, because it's not based in, in fact, it's not based in common decency, uh, it can take you to some pretty scary places. Well, and absolutely, and Dave, with that as the backdrop, I'm not saying you, you know, shut up and dribble and stick to sports and all that, but there's got to be like a fine line here. And once the toothpaste is out of the tube, if you will, here, is there any going back? Is this just going to be the way it is and people are just going to have to deal with it? And if you don't like it, don't watch sports. 
you know, sadly, I actually think that that is what's going to happen here. But as I said, this thing, once it's in the system, it destroys the system. So you can sort of see what's happening with the New York Times right now. It at one time was was the paper of record. And although, you know, it probably always leaned a little bit left, um, you know, people thought it was pretty reputable. Now it has been just completely infected by this thing every day. There's wall-to-wall coverage of, of racial issues and how bad white people are. I, I just this morning tweeted out another piece of, you know, where they're blaming poor schooling on white parents. I mean, just this crazy nonsense. So it infects these institutions. And by the way, of course, it's not just the New York Times. This has infected almost every academic institution. You know, Harvard openly discriminates against Asian people because they had too, Asian people apparently worked too hard and studied too much. They, were, they had, quote-unquote, too many Asian people. There now, I don't believe in that. I believe if you work hard, I don't care what color you are. I thought that's what that Martin Luther King Jr. guy was saying. Uh, but they they institute these things. I think what is going to happen is the more that they go down this path, the worse and worse their ratings are going to be. I think you're going to see the NBA ratings absolutely tumble. People are sick of it. They don't want to put up with it. And to watch a bunch of millionaires run around. And complain, um, yeah, I just think, I think, look, we know, we know that the ratings are going down because the NFL ratings were way down last year. So the more that you infect any system with this thing, the more it will destroy itself. And I think at a time of corona where we've all been, you know, pretty quarantined for the last four months or whatever it is, people are finding other things. They're going, you know, maybe I don't need to pay $300 to go to an NBA game. Maybe that, that is a waste for the 25 bucks it costs to get a freaking hot dog and a Coke. Maybe, maybe this isn't the best amount of time and and i'm telling you man if you watch old basketball games or whatever your sport is you love football go watch go watch an old football game you will enjoy it just as much even though you can probably remember every play and every call it'll it'll remind you of something that these new ones where they're infecting you with with all this other stuff just don't have be sure to catch live editions of the ben maller show weekdays at 2 a.m eastern 11 p.m pacific on fox sports radio and the iheart radio app Hey, it's Maller here. It's bracket season, and you can pre-register now for the Fox Sports Radio Bracket Challenge at foxsportsradio.com. Get details, rules, and pre-register today so you can easily create your winning bracket when it's live on March 17th. Once you fill out your bracket, you'll be entered for a chance to win the ultimate college sports trip for you and a friend, including travel and stays at any graduate hotel's Location sponsored by Tractor Supply and Graduate Hotels, where college fans stay. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Dave, I'm going to jump in the fray real quick with this. I, I had a couple lighter questions, but with what you're saying to piggyback off of it, I guess if you're a commissioner, though, of any major sport, whether it's Adam Silver in the NBA or Roger Goodell in the NFL or Rob Manfred in Major League Baseball or Gary Bettman in the NHL, what do you do? Like, what would be your solution to what's going on right now? Because in one instance, like you've been saying, like you want to have these voices be heard and you want to make sure that that your prominent players who are marketing your league and propelling it to higher levels, especially monetarily, they are the faces, but at the same time, you don't want to sequester other individuals that have a different opinion. So what would be your solution, not an end-all, be-all, but what would be a solution or an alternative for you to get those players' messages out if it's not on the court, if it's not on the jerseys or not on the helmets? Yeah, well, look, the, the, the simple answer is that there is no simple answer, right? Because mm-hmm. what I would do is I would say, look, guys, you can do what you want off the court. Off the court, you know, you, you can do what you want on Twitter, you can do what you want on Instagram and everywhere else on YouTube and in, in, in interviews and all that stuff. And, you know, there's going to be some repercussions for it if you just keep getting into hot water. Maybe Nike doesn't want to do a contract with you or this or that. Like, that's all just that's what freedom's all about. I would say sure. you guys have maximum freedom to do whatever you want. You're, you're paid as basketball players. But what they have made the mistake of doing is saying, no, this is literally going to be on the court. We are going to paint a political message on the court. We are going to play an alternate national anthem uh, before a football game. That's where the dangerous thing is. You know, it's funny because a couple of years ago when the Kaepernick thing was really blowing up, Everybody kept saying, oh, this is such a disaster. It's such an infringement on free speech and everything else. But I actually was saying the reverse the entire time. Because if you think about it, think about what happened. Kaepernick was allowed to, to kneel or not kneel. That was completely on him. Nobody tamed and dragged him away. The owners were allowed to decide whether they wanted to have him on their team or not. The, the fans were allowed to decide whether to boo him or not boo him or, or buy jerseys or not buy jerseys. Even President Trump, who was tweeting about it, he didn't stop anyone from doing anything. The president has uh, free speech as well. So everybody got to exercise their free speech. And that's actually a beautiful thing. You know, free speech has consequences. So if other teams were like, ah, you know, Kaepernick, sure, maybe he could play here still because he's got some skills left, but it's going to cause us just such a freaking headache. Well, then that's that's an economic decision that they make. But in fact, everybody's free speech was respected. That's the bizarre thing that we find ourselves in these days. Well, the lighter lighter side of that too, Dave, is I want to ask you, since you are a part of of what's going on in today's climate, correct me if I'm wrong, and I, I think I saw this a week or two ago, were you or were you not playing heads up against Senator Ted Cruz, some pro wrestling, old school pro wrestling on, <laughs> on Nintendo? I'm, I'm, sitting in, I'm sitting in my office right now, and I've got my old school Nintendo here. It is my childhood <laughs> NES that I got in 1985 on June 26th, my birthday, 1985. I was nine years old. 
And uh, I had that thing. I, you know, you know, all those old school Nintendos, they stop working at some point. You got to blow in the cartridges <laughs> yeah. and you got to whack them over the top and all that. I, I watched the YouTube video. I re-pieced this thing. I took it apart, fixed it myself. And yes, I had Ted Cruz in here. And we were playing pro wrestling on Nintendo. It was one of the original games that came out with uh, Super Mario Brothers. And the funny thing is, he, he claimed he had never played it before, although he is a bit of a video game guy. And, you know, I'm, we're live streaming it, and I was like, ah, you know, maybe I'll, I'll let him, like, pin me once or twice before I beat him at the end. But then the second he knocked me down once, he jumps on me, and the system froze. It actually just completely froze. So it appeared that Ted Cruz beat me. But for the record, Ted, if you're listening... You know I had your number. Yeah, and, and speaking of Ted Cruz, he had a uh, a huge dust up with Mark Cuban uh, recently uh, on, on oh, yeah. Twitter. They were going back and forth. How did you grade that fight? You know, Cruz has become a real Twitter warrior. I got to tell you, you know, I, I wasn't a huge fan of his. I, I said this to his face when I sat down with him, uh, you know, during the election, and I kind of regret it because I've really come to like him. I think that something about getting the beard, uh, something that turned something on in him. Um, I think his broad point of, you know, where, where basically he was saying to Mark Cuban, you know, it's like, well, where are you Mark Cuban as an NBA owner? And where are the NBA players and other owners when it comes to standing up to China, which is, which is doing all sorts of terrible things, right? We know that there's about a million uh, Muslim people that are in concentration camps right now. I mean, these, these videos are being shown. You can find these videos online. And it's like no one from the NBA is saying a word about that because they've got seriously lucrative deals over there. I think Ted was calling out that hypocrisy. And uh, I don't know that Cuban, you know, backed it uh, or backed him off his position in any real way. Yeah, he, he did a little tap dance there. Uh, it, it, it's just everyone who's in, in – you're obviously an NBA guy, and I like the NBA, obviously. We talk about all these sports, but it's like they're big hypocrites, and they don't seem to have a problem with it, which is very, very odd. It's like they're cherry-picking certain things and other things they're going to completely ignore because it, it obviously – don't touch the money, right? Isn't that the golden rule, Dave, don't touch the money? Yeah, you know, it, it's tough. Look, all of these things are businesses. You know, I think the kid in all of us wants to think that it's all about what happens on the court and all of that kind of stuff. But at the, NBA, at the end of the day, the NBA, the NFL, these things are businesses. Silver is making a business decision when he decides to put Black Lives Matter on the court. Because, and I think in Silver's mind, I'm not a mind reader, but I think it's probably something like this. I think it's probably like he's going, man, if I, don't, if I don't do this, they will come for my head. And in many ways, that's what's happening here. The, the reason this, this sort of tear down the monuments, you know, defund the police, all of these things that we know are wrong. We all, all the adults know these things are wrong. But the reason that they keep spreading is because everybody sort of thinks, oh, if I don't say anything, I'll be okay. This, this thing will just pass over me. So Silver is actually inviting the monster into his own home, and the monster is actually going to wreck the whole place, and, then, and eventually it will come for him no matter what. I mean, I guarantee you, you can mark my words on this, clip the hell out of it. The social justice thing will come for Silver. At the end of the day, he's a, he's a millionaire white guy, and he thinks that if he can throw them some stuff, like Black Lives Matter on the court, uh, that that will buy him some time. And he's right, it will buy him a little time, but it will not buy him much time. They, they will take him out at some point. And we see this across, across all the boards. I mean, they will take out all of these guys when they want to. So, you know, the hypocrisy is there for everybody. And I would say, I would say if I was an athlete right now, I think 
I would be so freaking thrilled to be doing what I love, making millions of dollars, getting, you know, living a lifestyle that any of us, or virtually anyone else on earth would kill to live, that I would try to be a, a little respectful of that. And that's not to say I would never speak out about things that matter to me. Um, but what I think these guys don't realize is they're burning down their own house. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Maller here. It's bracket season, and you can pre-register now for the Fox Sports Radio Bracket Challenge at foxsportsradio.com. Get details, rules, and pre-register today so you can easily create your winning bracket when it's live on March 17th. Once you fill out your bracket, you'll be entered for a chance to win the ultimate college sports trip for you and a friend, including travel and stays at any graduate hotel's location sponsored by Tractor Supply and Graduate Hotels, where college fans stay. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Dave, you, speaking of speaking, you've done a lot of that with all kinds of people. Did you or could you ever envision yourself doing this 10 15 years ago i mean you're you're sitting down with, <laughs> with senator cruz you're you're talking to ben shapiro uh you know jordan peterson the likes you have a lot of different people on at different platforms joe rogan of course I, like what inspired all this and like what was the ultimate motivation behind it i mean no joke guys i kind of wanted to do what you do I, when i was in college i wanted to be on espn I, that was right when sports center was really blowing up when olberman and dan patrick had that hour and, and craig kilborn uh who i thought was just like he was just such a perfect example of like a great sports anchor but he was also really funny and had a unique perspective and i was like oh that's what i want to do for a living like who wouldn't want to do that you know just like talk about sports and and be funny and silly and all that stuff and it just sort of never 
it never materialized for me. And I was always into politics anyway. I was I was a political science major, and I got out of I got out of college, and I suddenly was like, oh man, I guess I got to get a job. And I I started doing stand up, and I did stand up for about twelve years in New York City, and I had plenty of success, and and all the struggles that come with that. And eventually, I got uh, a Sirius XM show where I was doing mostly pop culture, and then about uh, eight years ago, moved out to L.A. And started really getting into to more of the political world. Uh, it's kind of funny to move to L.A. to get into the political world because, <laughs> you know, you think of D.C. or New York as the political place, but there is something interesting brewing out here in L.A. these days. And it's it's just been uh, truly when I when I think about it, when I was writing my book, it's like the year that I spent on the road with Jordan Peterson. We did about a hundred shows in about twenty countries, and I met just thousands and thousands of people from every walk of life. Every you know, we went across the United States and just to all of these places in Europe and, and Canada and elsewhere. And it's like to to be able to connect with all these people and realize like it's just so cool that you know that what I'm thinking here in my house in LA is the exact same thing that somebody in Calgary is thinking. And that's the same thing that somebody in Dublin, Ireland is thinking. And it's the same thing that somebody in Des Moines, Iowa is thinking. And, and when you really realize that, that that's real and that we're all just people trying to figure out our way through life and there's other people like us, it's, it's pretty empowering. So I think all I've done is, is say what I believe and if you say what you believe, I, I think, and this is a very Jordan Peterson style message, but if you say what you believe and you fight for what you believe honestly, you have no idea how much you can change the world. And, and the best example I can give of that is, is literally my life. I mean, anyone right now that's listening to this, you know, 20 years ago, if you had a thought, you had a great thought, a funny thought, you know, edgy political thought, whatever it might be, you can't do much with it, right? You can tell your friends, you could, uh, you could write it down, whatever. Now you can get on Twitter and for all you know, two minutes later, a million people may have read your thought. A million people may have seen your video, uh, read your meme, whatever it is. That's an incredible power that we all have right now. And I think people don't realize how powerful we all are. Well, and Dave, uh, you mentioned comedy, and and I'm I've been a big fan of of stand up comedy. I've never tried it, uh, and you did it. You said you had some success. Probably uh, best that way. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but is this the is this the death of stand up comedy? To me, when I used to go to comedy uh. clubs back in L.A. back in the you know back in the day, it, the greatest comedy was the most offensive, derogatory comedy, but it was hilarious. And I I, I, I guess I should feel bad for laughing now compared to how everyone. <laughs> no, you shouldn't feel bad for laughing. You shouldn't because that's that's a beautiful thing. Think about Don Rickles, right? Don Rickles was the great insult comic of, of fifty years in the United States, and he would go on stage and he'd point to this guy, the Asian guy, and the black guy. And the white guy and the Jew and the gay guy and the blah, blah. and what he did was he made everyone in that room realize that they too are the butt of the joke that they too are part of the fabric of America that is what it is all about when we suddenly say now oh you can't joke about this person because of this or that person because of that what you're saying is they're protected they're they're too weak this is what we call the soft bigotry of low expectations that these people if we treat them like everybody else something wrong will happen to them or they will wilt like a flower in the sun. That is such a dangerous thing. And I'll tell you, when, so, you know, these last couple of years, because I've, I've achieved other success, when I'm on the road, I'll usually just, I can sell out whatever club I'm doing, and, and I just basically run a road show. It's more like a circus. I get up there, and I start messing with the crowd, and I do crowd work, and I throw T-shirts into the audience, and I get people to yell about what, what their oppression is, and all sorts of silly stuff, and it's, it's very different and very politically incorrect. 
And fortunately, uh, people haven't put too much of it online, so that's, that's good for now. Um, but yes, we need, you know, it's the same thing that I was saying about sports. The way you need sports as an escape, if, if you know, what you do at the end of a work day is crack open a beer and watch a basketball game so that you can decompress, you need comedy for that too. And the more that these things become politically correct, the more that these things become about something that they're not really about, uh, the worse this is going to be for, for, for us and for the country. Dave, if you're not canceled in the next couple of years, do you have any thoughts of running, <laughs> running for office? Oh, God. You know, I, a lot of people have been asking me, the libertarians want me to run. I mean, I'd, I'd, it's not what I want to do. I mean, I think I've, I've created something nice. I think I'm a, I'm a pretty solid explainer of ideas and a halfway decent interviewer, and, and I enjoy doing that. Um, you know, the political machine, I think Trump is a really good example of this. The, the political machine is so dirty, and it's so messed up, and, and you know, the, the games that they will play and the stuff that they will drudge up after, about you. You know, I've lived a life. I'm not ashamed of that. I, I've, done, I've done some stuff in my day, and it's like the idea that that's what it would be about instead of the ideas. We've all lived a life, by the way. I wouldn't want someone who hasn't really lived a life to be, to be president or to be a politician in any way. Um, but unfortunately, the system is so, is so screwed up that I think – it's not a game for me to play. I don't think I, I, I don't think I could ethically do the things that it would probably take to win. And I think a lot of people feel that way, actually, which is pretty unfortunate. Yeah, and Dave, to go back, we were talking earlier in the conversation about the, the messages on uniforms uh, from – it's really the trifecta. we got baseball is going to allow it on their cleats, basketball on the jerseys, NFL has said they're going to have Black Lives Matter and some of those other messages on the helmet – what would happen if a player were to come out and say, I want to put a pro-America message or a, yeah. a God forbid, a Donald Trump message? What, how would that be received? Well, it would, it, to put out just like a generally pro-America one and be stopped, I mean, that would be something else, which I wouldn't put past these guys. Obviously, if someone was to put MAGA on there or something, you know, relatively pro-Trump, it would, it would cause all sorts of problems. But that's the point. If you are going to infect your system with politics, well, then you can't infect it halfway. It's going to be infected fully. So you can't say, okay, we're going to allow political messages on cleats and on the courts and on the jerseys, but only the political messages which we uh, think are okay, which, by the way, uh, I, I only know in the case of the NBA, I mean, they authorize what, like a dozen or two dozen political messages that can be said. So the NBA is now deciding what political messages can be said. I mean, that's pretty authoritarian. That, that sounds far more like something China would do than something the United States would do. And as we know, NBA has, uh, has you know, all these contracts with China and, and a, a deep future that it wants in China that probably explains some of this stuff. But look, the more they do this, I think it's going to be reflected in ticket sales. I think it's going to be reflected in viewership. I think because of Corona, people are, do, are looking at the world differently. We're spending more time at home. I think more people are thinking about what really is important and what's really important usually is, is family and friends and and food and, and that kind of stuff. And the more that you see pe people that are millionaires be so out of touch and lecture you while you pay them to do it, I, I think that's going to turn a lot of people off. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Maller here. It's bracket season, and you can pre-register now for the Fox Sports Radio Bracket Challenge at foxsportsradio.com. 
Get details, rules, and pre-register today so you can easily create your winning bracket when it's live on March 17th. Once you fill out your bracket, you'll be entered for a chance to win the ultimate college sports trip for you and a friend, including travel and stays at any graduate hotel's location sponsored by Tractor Supply and Graduate Hotels, where college fans stay. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, and, and Dave, I've talked about this on the, the overnight show that I do. And, and when I when I mention I don't, I'm not really in favor of the messages on uniforms and all that, people say it's uh, the, the blowback is that Black Lives Matter is not political. That's the that's the message that I get when I say, I don't think this is a good idea. So let me ask you, Dave, you're in the political uh, mud here. Is Black Lives Matter a political message? The, the message yes, you- absolutely. It, it, it is almost as political a message as it could possibly be. If you were to tell me that black lives, do I believe black lives matter? Well, yes, I believe black lives matter. I believe white lives matter, straight lives matter, gay lives matter. Believe it or not, I even think white Christian heterosexual men's lives matter. Believe it or not, I know it's crazy. Um, But the Black Lives Matter organization, go to their website. They are an avowed Marxist organization who would like to do things such as destroy the nuclear family. I'm not making this up. This is the stuff that is on their website. And this, by the way, is the stuff that the NBA is signing on to when they say they're with Black Lives Matter. They don't mean, they, they mean they're signing on with the organization. I keep seeing a commercial now from Sprite where they're saying, you know, we're donating X amount to Black Lives Matter. As I said before, you turn on Apple TV, there's a message about this or that. So these things, they are not signing on to some amorphous message that we all agree with. We all agree lives matter. And I, I personally don't care whether they're white or black or anything else. If, if injustice exists, then I would I would prefer it not exist, and I will fight it where it where it exists. Um, but that's not what this is about. This is a this is a political organization that has infected at the grassroots level. I would say almost every uh, political institution that we have, well, uh, democratic or lefty political institution, and certainly academic and 
media and otherwise. So the answer to that is yes, absolutely. And every time someone asks you that question, just send them the link. Send them the link and, and then say, you tell me. The bigger question in all this is, are you surprised by any of this transpiring now? <laughs> I wish I wasn't, man. I, I, you know, it's funny. I, I get a lot of people that over the years said a lot of mean things about me on Twitter or whatever. That is what it is. That suddenly are singing my tune. Uh, they're not giving me credit for it, but a lot of people, I, I tweeted something about this this morning. It's like a lot of people who were going after me a couple of years ago are now just repeating the stuff that I was saying. Yeah. Um, it was very obvious to me. I spent a lot of time going to college campuses and talking and all of these things. And the, the violence that I was met with and, and the people protesting and calling me Nazi and all of these crazy things, even though I'm telling everybody I want them all to be treated equally and with respect and decency and equality under the law, all of this. Um, it was very obvious to me that this thing was not going to just stay on college campus. That's what everyone, all the critics, the, the critics, usually the lefty critics, New York Times crew, oh, this is just some college thing, and when these kids get out into the real world, they'll see what it's all about. And they were completely wrong. Their institutions, whether they're uh, political or sports or whatever it is, they were left with... Uh, but I would say they had a wound, and these guys just infected the wound, and now they've taken over. So, uh, you know, I guess there's something, there's something nice. You know, there's something kind of weird. It's like when you're ahead of the curve, I guess, for a while, you start feeling behind it, and that's sort of what I feel right now because it's like I'm glad that people are catching on. But, but to be totally honest with you guys, I wish I was wrong. I, I wish I had been wrong this whole time. Well, Dave, you migrated from New York out here to California, and, and we got to get personal with you real quick because I, yeah, yeah. I, unlike Ben, have a real big love and fascination of everything on the coastline, which is typically west of the 405 freeway. Um, <laughs> have you found a sweet spot for Mexican food that you absolutely adore? Because Ben and I go back and forth in a couple different places, but uh, Southern California, Mexican food, you really can't go wrong wherever you go. Oh, man, I'll tell you, you can't go wrong. You really can't here. I'll give you a very, very cliche answer for anyone that's listening that's in L.A., but uh, Casa Vega in the Valley, I think it's sort of right on the Studio City, Sherman Oaks border. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's been here forever. It's a big kind of celebrity hangout. And it's just like an old school cantina kind of place. The food is not great. It's kind of salty and whatever, but they make great margaritas, great music, great atmosphere. It's fun and funky. And unfortunately, I haven't been there in, you know, whatever it is now, five months or something. Uh, but I've learned to make a pretty mean margarita on my own. So uh, happy to make one of those for you guys any of these days. Oh, man, Mar margarita Dave, wait, pro wait, wrestling. Wait. We could do this, Ben. Oh, wait, hold on <laughs> a second. No, no. What, now, Dave, have you been to El Coyote over on Beverly? That's a that's a pretty good spot, too. That's uh, me and Gascon go there. You know, I may I used to live on, on that side. I'm, I'm not over there anymore. I don't remember specifically. I used to go to Tortilla Republic over in West Hollywood every now and again, which is pretty good. Bit of, bit of a Bit of a scene over there, though. Yeah. All right, well, Dave, I want to go back to, this, to the, loosely the sports thing. So a couple of weeks ago, we had yeah. a, a another uh, rhubarb. This was not about Black Lives Matter. It was exposing people. We had Deshaun Jackson of the Philadelphia Eagles who sent out a bunch of like anti-Semitic stuff and uh, you know wild stuff on social media. And the people in sports, many of these guys that were saying, if you're quiet, if you don't say anything, you're part of the problem, said nothing about this. They had no, no yep. opinion. I mean, how did you think that whole episode went down? 
Yeah, I mean, this is the problem with identity politics, because identity politics, what it does is it says, oh, you're black, you have this worth, you're Jewish, you have this worth, you're white, you have this worth, and they put it in a, in a competing pecking order. So picture a triangle, it's a hierarchy, and in this case, black is above Jewish, and Jewish is above white, and we can add in where the other ones fit, it's, a, it's a quite a bizarre thing. But in this case, because it was a black man saying something about Jewish people, and that doesn't fit into the equation, everyone that's always against oppression and against bigotry and for diversity and for tolerance, they got real quiet real quick. But I will say this, uh, Charles Barkley, who I referenced earlier, he was on NBA on TNT the other night, and he actually totally called it out. And, you know, I know he got some flack for it. Now they're calling him a sellout and an Uncle Tom and the rest of it. And it's like, man, free thinking these days is uh, there's a high price to pay for it. But I think if more people do it, we'll, we'll be better off. But any any time, whether it's if you're saying all black people think like this or behave this way, that's bigotry. If you're thinking all white people or Jewish people think this way, behave this way, that's bigotry. The only way you counter that is by is by judging an individual person for their actions and their thoughts. So if, if you meet a black person and they're, they're nice and thoughtful and interesting, that's one way you can judge them. And if you meet somebody who isn't, that, then you judge them for that. You don't say, oh, all black people are like this. And, and that's the same obviously goes for any race, any gender, any sexuality. Dave, with that being said, though, obviously you know we've all had experiences in the sports realm or the, the media realm, but what about younger individuals that are just getting out of college they have internships and you talk about them wanting to stand stand their ground and and have their voice be heard but what happens when you have that fine line between voicing your thoughts and your opinions and also towing the company line because those things can be split in today's world and the ramifications we've seen high school football coaches get terminated from their jobs because yep. they go on one side of the political aisle as opposed to the other. So what would you say to some of the young professionals that are looking to make a career out of this thing? Yeah, well, first off, let's be clear. We know which side of the aisle that you take the position publicly that gets you fired, right? It's, it's only, it only goes one way, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody, nobody comes out and says, I'm a, I'm a Democrat. I support Nancy Pelosi and gets fired. It's only if you say you're a Republican or a conservative or you, or you support Trump, something like that. So that's, that's one thing. The second part is I get this question a lot at college campuses because uh, kids will say to me, you know, Dave, I'm, I'm in a class. My, my professor is a total social justice warrior. I want to say the truth, but I want to get the grade. And when I first started speaking on college campuses a couple of years ago, I used to say, you know, if you're an undergrad, just suck it up and, and just get through, get the grade, because that way you'll hopefully get into the grad school you want or whatever it is, and you'll get to the company you want to work for and, and you're okay. I've really changed my opinion on this. I, I think you must say what you think and you must do it often at cost to yourself because especially if you're a young person if you let's say you're you're 19 you're in college or even right out of college because i think that's what you're asking you're 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 you know you're the male guy in the in the big company right it's not that you should run around demanding everyone listen to your political thoughts all the time i mean you should probably mostly focus on your job but if you don't say what you think do you think you're going to be braver three years from now, six years from now, 10 years from now? If you're in college, do you think you're going to be braver when you have car payments and a mortgage and a wife and a dog and a kid and all sorts of the other stuff that come with life? I think once they get you to bow when you're young, 
it's very hard. I mean, I mean, think about it for yourselves, guys. When was the last time you heard one of one of your friends who's around our age, a guy in his forties, suddenly he gets brave out of nowhere and starts telling everybody what he thinks? I mean, maybe he had a mental breakdown, but that's that's pretty much it. So I think you have to do it. It will come with the cost. But I think the greater cost is that, you know, you just will live your life as a frog in a slowly boiling pot. And one day uh, that frog is boiled. It's as simple as that. See, the thing for me is, and I don't know if, if you or Ben agree with me on this, is that I've got a ton of friends and even coworkers that were nothing like this five, six, seven, eight yep. years ago. And the power of social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and God forbid MySpace, then all of a sudden they became brave. That yep. changed. Well, are you saying they became brave or they, they suddenly became brainwashed? I think that's no, what you mean, right? No, I think they became brave. I, I think, I think you know, these are people you'd have civilized conversations with and at times civil discourse. But then all of a sudden you go on social media and you see what their profile and what they post, and it's drastically different than how they converse with you. Right, right. So, look, people have been brainwashed by this stuff. It is as simple as that. The idea that identity politics is a good thing, that we should judge people on their skin color and gender and sexuality. These are the reverse of every message that anyone has been taught in a liberal democracy. This is the reverse. What did Martin Luther King Jr. want? He wanted his children to grow up in a world where they would not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. Well, who's judging by the color of skin right now? It's the people who purport to be the anti-racist. It's, it's the Black Lives Matter crew that are making everything about race. That isn't to say that there are no race, uh, racist people. Of course there are racist people. There are always going to be racist people. Humans, humans are flawed. I think the best thing that you can do is, is express better ideas and hopefully show them that the ideas of bigotry are wrong. Um, but the idea that you can build a system, I mean, this is what we're being told right now, that our entire system, the 250-year American experiment, that this thing is wrong and evil, even though it brought more prosperity to more people than any other place in the history of the world, and, and everyone in the world is still wants to come here. Nobody wants to leave, right? I mean, look at the numbers. Nobody's leaving the United States yet. The only people who leave the United States are billionaires who want to save some money on taxes. That, that tells you something. But we're being told that our system was so evil, and it's only these people who can rebuild the system, and they're going to rebuild it you know, by burning our whole system down. You know, it's a lot easier to burn things than to build things. And I think that watching, it's tough, because I, I know what you're going through, and I know what a lot of people are going through. It's like, man, I, I've had lifelong friends that, you know, didn't show up to my wedding. And, and they'll say you're racist. And you say, well, have I ever expressed a racist? No, no, well, you, you talk to this person or you didn't post about this or something. And that's, that's crazy, man. And it's, uh, it's a dangerous place. It's just a dangerous place for a society to be at. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, it's Maller here. It's bracket season, and you can pre-register now for the Fox Sports Radio Bracket Challenge at foxsportsradio.com. Get details, rules, and pre-register today so you can easily create your winning bracket when it's live on March 17th. Once you fill out your bracket, you'll be entered for a chance to win the ultimate college sports trip for you and a friend, including travel and stays at any graduate hotel's 
location sponsored by Tractor Supply and Graduate Hotels, where college fans stay. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, and, and Dave, and to piggyback off what you were talking about uh, a few minutes ago here, I've got a, kind of a network of guys that work in radio around the country that I text and talk to, and a lot of these guys are afraid to give any political, e- even loosely political opinion, because all this is related sports now with politics. They they feel like they have to say what the the, the mainstream is saying, or else they're going to get canceled. It's a where it's like this has been. Pu- they've all been pushed into the closet on how they actually think yep. because they're afraid they're done if they actually say what they believe. It's wild what's going on right now. Oh yeah. Well, look, people who get paid to talk for a living, right? What what are you guys getting paid for? It's to talk. It's to share your opinions. And now we live in a time where if you share one opinion or you raise an eyebrow in, or in the wrong way or nod your head or, or took a picture with somebody uh, who years later did something bad, they're going to take you out. But again, the only way we defeat this, we don't defeat this through legislation. I don't even think we defeat this by voting in the right people, although I think that would help at, at a certain level. The only way we defeat this is for the average person to get more brave. If they, they can't fire all of us. They can't cancel all of us. But what they're preying on is that they can scare enough of us to never say what they think. You know, a good example of this is Tucker Carlson. Now, I have, I, I've become friendly with Tucker, and I like him, and we have some agreements, and we have some political disagreements, which, by the way, he, he brings me on his show to, to bring up. Um, but, you know, every day there are people that just wait for Tucker to say one wrong thing so they can start a boycott against him. Now, what I always tell people is it's not that they're really trying to take out Tucker Carlson. What it is is that they're trying to signal to you. They're trying to signal to you, oh, man, see, we can even get Tucker. We can even get this guy on Fox News who makes millions. So if we can get him, we damn well sure can get you. And that, that's the really dangerous thing. But, again, the only thing... Man, the only thing that will stop it is you. You got to put a foot in the sand, a draw line in the sand, and say, I will not give in to this thing. And it's not going to be easy. You will lose friends. You will have family members turn on you. Uh, this is, I, I lay this all out in my book. I mean, in many ways, this is what the book is about that you will go through all of these things. But I promise you, 
you will be better on the other side because when it is way better to, to live as you see fit uh, and be hated than to live on your knees and, and be loved. I mean, who wants that? Dave, on that note, do you enjoy what you do now? I mean, obviously, this is a, this is a it's a volatile time, right? Because you just mentioned with your wedding and, and Ben and I obviously working together. We hear things and see things, but it is it is flammable. It is volatile, um, but you're getting the message out in one way, and other people are getting the message out in another way. Do you enjoy this? Like, are you are there days where you're not having fun with what you're doing? <laughs> Um, well, of course, there are days when I'm not having fun, and there's there's moments in a day when I'm not having fun. But by and large, look, I I get to say what I think. I, I've survived the mob many times. I've helped people um, survive their own mobs. You know, I get I get a ton of fan mail from all over the literally all over the world. People saying that I've helped start them on their own political or philosophical adventure. I've got to meet, you know, heroes of mine and all kinds of people that are, that are cool and relevant and fun. Um, you know, I told you before, my, my childhood hero was Clyde Drexler. One day I literally just called up my agent. I said, Hey, I know it's going to sound crazy, but you know, I used to love Clyde the Glide when I was a kid. I was like, can you get me his number? And he's like, hang on a second. And within two minutes I had his number and, and now we text every now and again. It's like, that's pretty freaking cool. So uh, I would say it's not to say it doesn't come with its stresses because it obviously does. Um, but you know, 99% of the time when someone comes up to me at the supermarket or wherever I am, it's like they have something positive to say. So, you know, you get a certain amount of hate online and that's not fun, but I would say it's a, it's a price I'm willing to pay for everything else. And Dave, you mentioned the book and if there's a guy listening right now is like on the fence still, Sell them, give me the name of the book and tell them why they should buy the book. Yeah, it's called Don't Burn This Book, and it simply is about everything that we've discussed here. I mean, we, we sort of bounced around it all. But what the idea of the book really is more than anything else is I lay out my sort of political philosophy and my personal philosophy, and I lay out all my political positions. And it's not to convince you that I'm right about every political position. I, I, I personally happen to be pro-choice, uh, but I'm not trying to make you pro-choice. You know, I'm not trying to make someone gay for gay marriage, let's say, or and I'm not trying to uh, make someone, I believe, in you know, like a 15% or 18% flat tax. I'm not trying to convince you of any of those things. I'm trying to show you that I've thought about these issues, and these are the conclusions I've come to. And the important thing is for you to think about, think about these things honestly and come to a conclusion. If your conclusion is different than mine, well, that's a beautiful thing because we got millions and millions of people in this country. And, and I wouldn't want to live in a country with people who only thought the same things as me. So it's about, it's about thinking for yourself and, and being able to know enough so that when the mob comes for you, uh, you will survive. And, and don't burn this book. And where can they get it, Dave? Is it, I, I saw on your Twitter feed you have a, a link there. Is, there. is there somewhere else that you can get the book as well? I'm it, sure it's available elsewhere, too. It's wherever books are sold. You can go to don'tburnthisbook.com, or, of course, it's on Amazon, who are our overlords these days. Yeah, I got you. All right, Dave, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. I know you're a busy guy, and continued success. My pleasure, guys. Thanks a lot. Hey, it's Maller here. It's bracket season, and you can pre-register now for the Fox Sports Radio Bracket Challenge at foxsportsradio.com. Get details, rules, and pre-register today so you can easily create your winning bracket when it's live on March 17th. Once you fill out your bracket, you'll be entered for a chance to win the ultimate college sports trip, 
for you and a friend, including travel and stays at any graduate hotel's location sponsored by Tractor Supply and Graduate Hotels, where college fans stay. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.